This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Trend. My name is Jay. I'm joined again with Ramon, and today we're going to be talking about the so-called end of the influencer era. This is a really interesting topic that's going on right now. I know, Ramon, you've probably seen a few different articles. I saw one from Wired, and then I saw another one one of my friends actually shared on Facebook about influencers coming to an end because of COVID, that the industry is just going to collapse and all this crazy stuff. And we just kind of laughed at it because it's just nuts. It's It just doesn't sound like it's going to work. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, Ramon. Yeah, I mean, it seems to make headlines. Uh, it's almost like the news where anything that's just negative will always make, make the headlines. And this is true in the internet. Influencers get to live a pretty envious life. They get to travel, they get free awesome products, and they get paid to shoot content. Um, so the moment you say that, hey, you know, that wasn't real life, all of that is is over. Uh, their time is up. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, people want to hear that stuff. So, uh, but that's not the case, you know, influencers aren't going anywhere. Influencers have existed forever and they will continue to exist forever. Uh, so you're telling us, but what this is trying to imply is that because of coronavirus, people are going to stop being influential and that is not going to work anymore. Influence is not going to work we've all decided that we won't let anyone or anything influence us if that was the case then influencer marketing would be doomed that is certainly not the case what is happening is the market is regulating there has been a lot of craziness on the influencer marketing space on crazy rates on non-proper regulation and kind of the wild wild west and yes it has but you know, the market decides and the market will always regulate uh, the way things should be. And that's kind of what's going on. You know, influencer marketing is it's taking a slap on the face and influencers are have to get a little bit more realistic with their rates. That's fine. That's what the market wants. That's what we have to do. That's what influencers have to do. If anything, it's for the good. It's to make influencer marketing work. So it is uh, regulated in a way that it makes economical sense for brands and brings enough value uh, and economic good to creators and influencers. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting. Obviously, you know, a lot of these places, Wired, Vice, that are pushing out these stories focus a little bit more on the economics of it a little bit, but I think it's kind of wrong economics. And you talked about it yourself. You said that influencers have been a lot around for a really long time. And if anything, I think one thing that these articles are failing to talk about is the fact that there are more eyes on online than ever right now. Everyone's staying at home. Everyone's on social media a lot more. And yeah, you might not be able to get you're as an influencer, maybe you lose out on a few deals because brands are being kind of in that middle ground. They're not ready to push the go button. There's obviously a lot of factors into play there, but your power in that space doesn't just disappear. It, it I think it's honestly going to continue to grow because you've got more eyes looking at you, which means you have more opportunity to build your following. Yes, it might not direct 
possibly result in an ROI on yourself in the short term. Maybe your brand deals go down in the short term or anything like that. But in the long term, you're really only benefiting yourself because as you continue to grow your audience, your value is going to be worth more. And I think you really hit the nail on the head in the sense that it's a market evolution. And I really think of it, you know, I've got an economics background, so I kind of think of it as more of the market evolving in the sense of, like you said, regulating and the way that it's kind of regulating is, I think the focus is going to be on the best people, right? They usually in every single industry, as the market becomes more evolved, there's a few key category leaders that end up leading the pack. And I think in this case, the same thing's gonna happen for creators. And I'm looking to content creators, not not the regular influencers that, yeah, you have 50,000 followers and you post a bunch of selfies and things like that. I'm looking at the people that actually put forth a lot of effort into creating their content. And I think those are gonna be the big winners of this. Yeah, exactly. Those are going to be the ones that are going to remain. Same goes for the brands. The brands that just white label stuff and have no real value to the market, they're not going to stay. Uh, The brands that actually engage with their creators and their influencers in a way that engages with their audience are the brands that are going to, uh, you know, stay and thrive through all this mess that's going on right now. Um, and actually, you know, I think we're going to go back to the way of uh, building brands that way. So brands that are going to be born are going to be born with a purpose uh, rather than just, you know, let me just spin up and, and try to acquire as many customers for Facebook ads and uh, make as much revenue as possible uh, without really a message behind it so i mean also besides besides the influencers are also reinventing themselves so you know they're not just somebody that does a post uh they're reinventing themselves as content creators and and uh, leaning more towards that so obviously that's what we preach here at trend and what we preach on every single episode because that's what we've seen since day one is that you know you're not just a place to advertise products and do a post but you're also a content creator so it is definitely the time to um, you know micro influencers are, are, are turning towards uh, content creators because it's it's the nature of um, social commerce and, and the apps where influencers are today yeah I think you hit on a lot of interesting points. And one of the things that I am thinking back on now that I'm starting to really connect the dots here with what's going on and why these articles are coming on, it reminds me a lot of what's going on in influencer marketing right now reminds me a lot of the dot-com bubble where you had a bunch of different companies try and come up and make websites and really hit on it digitally. And obviously a lot of people poured a ton of money into all of those sites and it just the bubble just really exploded and I think that's exactly what's going on over here and you know if you remember the dot-com bubble I I know I was a kid when that happened but if you look back on it as a history lesson the internet didn't die it's not that people stopped investing money in digital content that's that's not what happened at all it's just that people became smarter about where to invest their money and put it into the right sites, the right brands, and kind of like you mentioned, building on that story. What kind of story do you have? It's not just white labeling a bunch of products, right? If you overproduce and you oversupply the industry, 
chances are if you're part of that problem, your brand is going to have a really difficult time existing after this and being able to gain power because people are going to focus in on what's great. And that's exactly what's going to happen with influencer marketing. Yep, I agree. I think uh, you pretty much uh, you know, shed light on on the main issue that is just a market regulating itself. And I wouldn't even call it um, an issue. I think it's what's needed to happen. The one side of the market that has actually been impacted is travel influencers. So, of course, travel influencers cannot travel. Um, and just like the travel industry um, is impacted. But one thing I guarantee you that the biggest um, companies hit from this coronavirus in the travel space is, is airlines. I can guarantee to you that the airline industry is not going to die. It's not going to be like, man, we used to have planes, but you know, that industry just, just uh, got collapsed by coronavirus. And it's not the case because the demand is always going to be there. Uh, whether it's going to change or not, maybe, who knows, but it's not going to go extinct. Exactly. So I guess shifting the conversation a little bit, we've kind of talked about the factors that are in play right now in terms of how the market is evolving. But what's really next in this? Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on how you think. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about self-correcting the market, self-correcting itself in terms of the evolution leaning towards the content creators. But how exactly do you think the market is going to regulate itself on the brand side? Does that mean fixed rates? Does that mean, what does that mean for the industry as a whole? Um, you're laying it up. It's going to be the, the fixed rate. Um, it's going to be a company like Trend. It's going to be Trend saying, you know, regulating the market and making it easier for plat for brands and influencers to collaborate in a way where there is a middleman um, that pretty much decides what these rates should be. Um, and that's been our mission since day one. So I'm glad you asked that question because what we thought would happen is what is what is happening and the best solution for the current problem. You know, I was just talking with with uh, Zach, co-founder earlier today, and it's like, hey, imagine if you know you had Uber and you had to negotiate your your rates with each driver every time. Um, that's what it would be like the ride sharing industry if it wasn't a regulated one with Uber. Uh, and that's exactly what's happening here. And that's exactly what we're trying to solve. Yeah, definitely. And I think I mean, our, our and, and Jay, uh, so, sorry, Jay, but one more thing is that our goal is that this is a standard, uh, you know, drivers could say, you know, I, you know, F no, I charge $100 to take you from here to the airport. Well, go ahead and do that on, on your own without using the Uber software. Uh, you know, it's it's about making it easier for everyone and making it the new norm. Yeah, so I think you kind of teed up my next point over here, which is I think it wouldn't it would we wouldn't be doing this podcast or this episode any justice if we didn't discuss the opportunity for other ways for the market to correct itself. Right? You said that what's going on is kind of like how Uber a little bit regulated the prices of ride sharing and all of that stuff. So looking back on this influencer marketing industry, Trend is doing, you know, we're really trying to focus in on trying to do it the right way, really regulate the industry. But are there different ways of regulating this industry? And if so, what are the different ways that we might see regulation? Because obviously, you know, it would be awesome if Trend was the only influencer marketing platform alive five years from now, but that's probably not going to be the case. And there's going to be other ones 
that are going to exist. There's new ones that are going to pop up. So how is the market really going to regulate in other ways that just doesn't include trend? I honestly do think that the way we're doing things and my goal is for us to be the only player. That's a big and ambitious goal for us to take um, and big enough for, for us to march forward as fast as possible every day. So I have to keep telling myself that otherwise um, I if I'm just thinking on how other platforms are also going to regulate it, um, I, I don't think we would be doing things the way we're doing them. However, if let's say there's no other platforms and the other solution is uh, brands doing it in-house, I really don't know. Um, I think it would be the with what's happening right now. You know, influencers have always had the leverage when negotiating with brands and it's a buyer's market. It's not a seller's market. Uh, so... Right now, uh, brands are going to say how much they're going to pay. Influencers aren't going to say how much they're willing to charge for a specific campaign. And it's not that the brand is more powerful than the influencer. And it's not an ego thing. And this is really important for influencers that, to know that this is not devaluing your brand or, you know, not appreciating the power of your audience. It's that it's a buyer's market. It's not a seller's market. Um, and that's going to stay like that for the foreseeable uh, future until things turn back around. But yeah, good question, Jay. Uh, how else could it be regulated? Facebook uh, regulated the way that advertising on their platform work. Uh, they're not thinking, they're not saying how is advertising regulated on, you know, you know, Facebook hasn't even figured out how influencers are going to how to regulate influencer marketing. They live on the Facebook platform. The influencers, these influencers were born on Instagram. Instagram has an Instagram ads and Facebook ads platform, which they very well know how to regulate, uh, but they clearly can't even answer this question themselves on how is it gonna be regulated outside because they just left it up to us to figure it out and nobody still has, and they haven't even figured it out themselves. So uh, maybe I'll come back to episode two with a thoughtful question but um i think my question for now is it's not going to be regulated unless it's trend taking the lead true and it might just be the case that it ends up being a copycat market i think that's what obviously happened you mentioned facebook facebook brought in this whole thing about doing ads and kind of defining how that model looks like for advertising on digital platforms when using social platforms and a lot of other companies have come out and copied the same exact model TikTok. Twitter, Snapchat, they're all kind of doing the same type of thing. And I think one interesting thing I want to circle back to um, as one of my more final points on this is you mentioned that it's more of a buyer's market, right? That the brands are going to have a little bit more leverage on what kind of rates they're willing to pay. I would love to connect this back to a real life example that we've had here at Trend recently that isn't influencer marketing specific necessarily, but we've been working on trying to do advertising in a lot of different newsletters. And one thing that we've noticed is obviously, as you mentioned, the same thing with influencer marketing, right? The audience hasn't lost its value. It still has its value, but because of the fact that it's a buyer's market, you're able to potentially get access to that audience at a discount. And we've We've been trying to figure out ways to access other audiences at a discount, but it's kind of the same thing that's going on right here. Yeah, I agree. And uh, another thing is that, you know, even going back to the regulated and unregulated marketplace, uh, YouTube, 
actually uh, recently said that they're just going to let influencers monetize their own pages and not even interfere in that. That should say enough of how big of a challenge it is to uh, try and, and regulate this and make it an even uh, level playing field. For sure. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think I have any more extra points to add. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and close out any closing thoughts, Ramon, and then uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, my closing thoughts are going to be to go for volume. Um, don't go for necessarily, you know, putting ego in the way and trying to negotiate a huge rate with a brand and saying I'm not willing to uh, work for half the price or so. I think there are a lot of brands out there that could use your help and that you'd be helping a lot of small businesses. Uh, you would also be getting your word out there. So, you know, maybe force the brand to, you know, tag you in the post or something if they're going to work for less uh if if to tag you in the post if you're going to work for uh less of the price but it's a moment pretty much to get the word out um because it's a buyer's market it's not a seller's market yeah for sure i think that's our episode for today uh for the trend and we'll see you guys next time